Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. Cowboys fans, this is Tony Catalina of bloggingtheboys.com, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Tony underscore Catalina, and I'm proud to present to you your daily Cowboys Roundup from Monday, November 8th, 2021. Happy Monday, everybody. Although I don't know how happy you could actually feel at the moment, and although the Cowboys hurt us badly yesterday, I hope your weekend managed to be somewhat good. Despite the ending of this very poor performance by our Dallas Cowboys, I hope everybody at least found some positives this weekend. If you missed it or you're a glutton for punishment, the Dallas Cowboys are manhandled by the Denver Broncos to a final score of 30-16, to and quite frankly, it wasn't even that close. The Cowboys fall to 6-2 and on the season, and, uh, you know, it just it wasn't great. <laughs> From start to finish, it just wasn't a good football game for our team. Dak Prescott managed two late scores to put some points on the board and avoid the shutout. And I don't think this is an exaggeration when I say this may be one of the worst played Cowboys games I can remember in my lifetime. Start to finish, all three phases, this Cowboys team was thoroughly beaten. They couldn't get anything going offensively. They couldn't get off the field defensively. And even when the special teams made a play, they made an error on a bad NFL rule and still somehow gave the ball back to the Broncos. All in all, this one will need to be flushed. Learn from it, forget about it, move on from it, and take it out on the Atlanta Falcons next week. Surely Sunday was a tough pill to swallow, but it brought us all a ton of Cowboys news. There's a lot to unpack as our 6-2 Dallas Cowboys look ahead and shift their focus quickly to Atlanta. But let's go ahead and get right into discussing some key points from around this team on Sunday. Cowboys coach Mike McCarthy met with the media after the game Sunday and obviously he was not happy with the team's performance, stating, We were outcoached. We were outplayed all the way through. This is the first time I felt our energy didn't exceed our opponents and that was disappointing. We weren't the most physical team today. McCarthy would then go on to say we got beat top to bottom. And man, I'll tell you what, that's well said by the coach. It's always interesting to hear players and coaches discuss these types of games to the media after the fact. I mean, what can you really say? You got thumped, and you're probably still in shock about it. There's no sense in licking your wounds. As the leader of this team, McCarthy said what he needed to say, and I'm sure he will turn the page faster than anyone. Because that's exactly what this team needs to do moving forward. Jerry got flagged down by the media and had a few words to share as he customarily does, stating, I thought they had a good plan against Dak and executed it well. We needed some plays to happen. Certainly it's inexplicable. They played an outstanding football game against what we think is a good football team, and that's the Dallas Cowboys. You know, Jerry Jones is right. This is a good team, and a team that has a real chance to do special things this season. 
and nothing happened on Sunday really changes that for me. The goal would be to make sure it's a one-off and not a trend moving forward. How the Cowboys respond from this game will say more about this team than this game specifically does. How they respond, how they come back will tell you everything you need to know about how this team is made and everything we feel about this makeup, this change in culture, all that, and see if it's real and if it's something that's actually there with this team. As far as players go, Dak Prescott summed it up perfectly during his media availability, stating, We got beat. We got thumped in every way. If that's all these coaches and players said, it would be perfectly fine because it's 100% accurate. You don't really need to say much more than that because that's honest truth. I mean, if you want to sum it up, that's how you sum it up right there. You got thumped. You got beat. Period. Dak did go on to mention something I fully agree with also. You know, Dak stated he never thought about coming out of the game even with the score that the way it was. Stating, we needed to get something going. We needed to show our fight, our resiliency. Then he went on to say they were trying to get some momentum going to take it from this game and, you know, bringing it to the next game, which I, you know, I totally agree with. Um, for me, that's exactly what I was thinking. Dak hadn't played a football game in three weeks. Rust was definitely a factor, and he didn't play well. Let's, let's just put it out there. You know, outside of the two garbage time touchdowns, Dak didn't play well. The whole team didn't play well. I mean, at all three phases, his team got beat. Like we said, like we mentioned. But to keep Dak out there, some people are going to say, well, he's coming off an injury. Why would you keep him in the game? It's kind of pointless. But I see I see the reasoning for keeping him out there. Obviously, there's rust. There's things that he was missing throws that he wouldn't miss if he's you know in rhythm and things are going his way. So to keep him out there, have him playing through that, I'm fine with that. You know, he didn't get injured. He, he you know, he put some points on the board. I'm fine with the way they handle that. And, you know, like we said, we've kind of learned to to accept what this team has done because they've earned the benefit of the doubt this year. And I feel that's something that they earned with me in this situation. So if you want to keep Dak out there, you know, I'll, I'll be for that. For me, that's fine. Micah Parsons got a chance to meet with the media as well. Parsons was able to give some props to the Broncos, but at the same time spoke briefly to how this team feels about their own performance, stating, I just think... The Broncos played really well, but they didn't get our best game. There are no excuses. The funny thing is, I think the best player on the football field Sunday was Micah Parsons. This kid flies around the football. He's aggressive, smart, instinctual, and all around a football stud. I mean, this kid has an amazing, bright future. The Cowboys had a home run with this draft pick. If you're looking for positives in this game, and I know there aren't many, take solace in the fact that Micah Parsons looks like he's the real deal. Whether he's rushing... Whether he's playing linebacker inside, off the ball, whatever, it doesn't matter. When this kid is on the field, he gives you 100 miles per hour, 100%. He just goes hard. The kid is just a football player, right? He doesn't have a position. He is just a football player. So, yeah, there aren't many positives to take from this football game, but I definitely think Micah Parsons is one of those if you had to find something. Ezekiel Elliott was dealing with a knee injury throughout the game that saw his playing time limited a bit, and Zeke spoke on it post-game, stating, His right knee issue is something I've been dealing with the past couple weeks. A guy landed on it. Man, we know Zeke is tough and always finds a way to come back in the game, but it surely is something to manage and watch moving forward. He did come back in, he made some plays, but, you know, this is one of those moments where 
you kind of see injuries across the league. And the Cowboys have been relatively lucky when it comes to Zeke Elliott. He's, you know, for the, his playing style, the way he plays the game, for him to not miss as many games or really many games at all in his career is, is you know, some luck, some skill. It's all involved. But you know, these types of situations, I'm really grateful of having Tony, Tony Pollard out there. So, um, you know, having Zeke without the week, you know, throughout the week kind of just going through his his treatment, getting it right and playing the games, it's going to be important to kind of watch those things moving forward. From pretty much the jump, you just felt something was off of the Cowboys coming out of this game, coming into this game, excuse me. C.D. Lamb, Trayvon Diggs, and Leighton Vandash kind of touched on it a bit, as they all said in a variation of ways. The Broncos being more physical than them, or the intensity not being where it needed to be, as well as the week of practice leading up to the game not really being what it had to be as well. These things happen, and it's unfortunate. This league truly is an any given Sunday league. If you aren't on your A game, you can be beat by anybody anywhere. And realistically, the Cowboys weren't in their A or their B game. I mean, they came out flat. And, you know, we can beat a dead horse. Excuse me for that, you know, for the pun in that. But um, you can talk about it over and over again. They just didn't look well. They just didn't play this well. Let's change gears a little bit here and let's take a look at the rest of the NFC East. The New York Giants are able to take home a surprising victory over the Las Vegas Raiders, the final score being 23-16. The NFL is a funny league, man. Like I said, any given Sunday is real and I think we all learned that on Sunday afternoon. The Philadelphia Eagles squared off with the Los Angeles Chargers and found themselves losing a close one, 27-24. The Washington football team was idle in Week 9, did not play a game as they sat and enjoyed their week off. Despite everything that went wrong this week for the Cowboys, they are still squarely in the driver's seat for the division championship and firmly in the race for the NFC number one seed. So let's take you know the positives that we can. This team is still 6-2. They're still in control of everything. The division is obviously something that should be accomplished, something that um, has been squarely in their sights. The one seed is well in grasp. It seems like every team, every big team, every good team this week had a tough go at it. NFL is funny, man. I think this is a wake-up call. You know, I believe in those type of things. You know, you got to take what you, you you took here and you take your licks, you take your lumps, and you and you learn from it. You get better from it. And, you know, as always, we here at Blogging the Boys, we have you covered on everything Dallas Cowboys related. So please do not forget to check out all of our podcasts we drop daily. And if you could and wouldn't mind, it would be greatly appreciated if you could leave us a rating and write a review. We are nothing without our loyal listeners, and those things go a long way and are much, much appreciated. That is all for Monday, November 8th. Again, my name is Tony Catalina, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Tony underscore Catalina. Come find me, hit that follow button, shoot me a message, and let's talk everything Dallas Cowboys football. I hope everybody tries to have a great Monday and a good week. Let's move on from this. Let's rinse the bad taste out of our mouths, and let's take it out on Atlanta, and let's move forward. I will catch you all on Wednesday. Stay safe and enjoy.